The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Good morning to you. Welcome in. An exciting morning. Uh, exciting because the uh, guest we have today, and exciting also because the Rutherford County Schools are letting out early, three hours early today, due to the storm that's coming into the area. Wanted to be sure everybody knows that we do not have any word on the city schools, but uh, as soon as we have anything from city schools, we will let you know on that as well. If you'd like to join us in conversation this morning, we are two steps away from springtime. I think this weather that you're seeing, that's uh, that's ushering in springtime. And so we're going to be talking about lawns and gardens this morning. I always love when we have master gardeners with us because they are local people who are involved in gardens, have gone the extra step to learn more about uh, gardens and lawns and things of that sort. We have a father and daughter with us today, Beth Binkley. Hey, Beth, good morning. Hey, good morning, Bart. Good to have you here. You brought your dad, or maybe he brought you, Bill Nash. Nice to see you this morning. (laughs) Good to see you. (laughs) Lots of weather out there. Uh, It certainly is, and more so uh, this afternoon, too. Uh, Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We already have some phone calls. So let's uh, go to the phones, probably uh, about the storm. You're on WGNS. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Hi. Uh, I heard an announcement earlier on the early show that the city school was already out because of teachers in service. Oh, okay. So that's why we haven't heard it. Thank Maybe you. Else will call to confirm. Yeah. But I've heard it on. You know, I listened to your early show. Okay. So Brian and, and John already covered that. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. In service. Okay. So their uh, city schools are already closed, so don't worry about it. <laughs> that worked out well, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Good morning. You're on WGNS. Hey, good morning. Hi. City schools are getting out three hours early. County schools are getting out three hours early. And city schools are out tomorrow and Monday also. County schools are out Monday. Okay. Very. Are you with the school system, or? I am. Okay. Okay. I'm a crossing guard. Oh well, you know, <laughs> you know whether to go to work or not. Okay. Exactly. Thank you All for. All right, y'all have a great day. You too. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Bye bye. What's happening out there? Uh, did you hear the explosion at your house last night? I did. We're kind of out. Um, I don't know how many miles away, maybe four or five, but yes. Yeah. And I thought maybe it was thunder at first. That's kind of what it sounded like, didn't it? It was just one boom. One, one boom. Uh-huh. And so I think our puppy dog was the first one that kind of looked at us, and we looked at him like, what's going on? Yeah. So We live yeah. a little bit far out in Arrington, so we didn't hear it, but I understand there's a lot of noise around Oh, here. it was. I, it was so much, I thought, what in the world is that? And I went outside, uh-huh. walked around, and was outside for a good I thought it was 
something exploded nearby at a neighbor's house. Right, uh, yes. And uh, I never heard sirens. I thought, well, I would have heard fire trucks or something. Didn't you? So I thought, well, maybe I didn't hear that. <laughs> you know, we all confirmed. Yeah, we heard it, but we didn't know what it was. Like maybe it was the neighbor. Like you said, you didn't know how far away it sounded. But it so. was downtown. Wow. Yeah. Down, if, if you know where mm-hmm. Mayday Brewery yes. is, uh-huh. uh, right there on the old Salem Road where the oh. railroad track is. Yeah, but no injuries. Everyone's okay. Don't know so far. I don't, don't think know. so. Okay, good. I don't think so. Uh, I, I, I think everybody's okay, but I wouldn't swear to it. Right, right. We don't know uh, yet. I know some windows were blown out at nearby apartments. Mm. So mm-hmm. don't know for sure. Uh, Scott is checking. Uh, he's over there on the at, scene. at that location right yes. now. So we'll have some updates as the morning progresses. Speaking of updates, uh, spring is just around the corner. Uh, this varied weather where it's cold one day and spring the next, that lets us know spring is around the corner too. And I guess the first thing that we see that are signs of spring are weeds. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes daffodils. That's oh, always right, look for right. that too. Yes. Out in the starting, field. Aren't we starting to see some of those? Yes. 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 I, I haven't seen any bloom yet, but I think some, I've heard They're of some. They're coming up. Yes. Yeah. You can see the green so far, but no, no pops of yellow yet. But Now, what yeah. should people, everybody wants their yard to look good. Is it too late to do anything? I mean, we always hear about fall is the time, but if you didn't do it in the fall, what can you do now? Definitely not too late. I mean, this no, is no. It's you're just right in time. Tell you the truth, I think it's time to get out there and and clean up anything that may be blown in over the winter, and uh, scrape up all the the dead leaves and limbs and uh, get ready. This is a great time to prune. Pruning also. also. I have a number of uh, fruit trees at my house, and I prune those, and uh, they should really do well this year because they like to have those uh, excess branches taken out, and they'll they'll produce lots of fruit. So pruning and cleaning up would be a great thing to do right, right now. Right now in February, yes, especially when they're dormant right now, so they're not growing anything. So this is the time to get out there and cut some limbs uh, to Really, it opens up the, the canopy and allows more sunshine and air to flow through all those um, fruit trees. So this is the time to do that. Now, is there a certain way we should prune uh, fruit trees as opposed to regular trees? We had a whole class on that, didn't we? We did. <laughs> we had an expert come in to one of our Master Gardener uh, classes um, when we went through. And it is very specific to the tree, um, you know, depending on the, the tree growth. And, um, for instance, I remember with the peach trees, he really wanted to open up, again, just a lot more airflow coming through as opposed to maybe another another tree that you're looking to uh for more of a aesthetic purposes you might want to you know cut it back to make it look a certain way so it really does depend on the tree so is that something we have a short period of time to work on really up until what last frost yeah last frost you have plenty of time to do that and again if you're looking to trim certain branches i would look for the ones that were not looking healthy the ones that may have been uh, damaged over the year or whatever certainly get rid of those and then go in like beth said and open it up so air and sunlight can get in there and i've noticed in my trees i have a lot of uh, vertical type branches that go off from a pear tree and those vertical branches go straight up and sometimes they do not produce any pears so i try to trim out a lot of the vertical branches use the horizontal ones the horizontal ones will 
uh, surely produce pears or apples or whatever. So I get rid of a lot of the straight up vertical uh, branches. That's something good to do. We have a text here from a listener who's asking about what you're talking about. Uh They're saying that uh, they have several relatively new trees that uh, they put in a couple of years ago. They're growing quite well, and they're wondering at what point should they start pruning the vertical uh, trunks of the tree because they've started splitting in about three directions right now. Mm, Yeah, you want to make sure you get in there and do some pruning right to get that energy going where you want it to go yeah it it draws off so much energy if you have a split tree like that i would try to trim back at least two if it's three i'd at least try to trim back two of the branches fairly deeply and then let the other one take care of it and uh, basically this time of the year also it'd be good for fruit trees especially to spray with some dormant spray that dormant spray gets in there on the bark and in the limbs and it will smother out and kill a lot of the bugs that you'll see later on the season so sometime this month or early next month dormant spray would be something really good to do do you spray the entire spray tree? the entire tree the trunk and everything with dormant spray you can buy it at any of the big box stores or whatever mix it up spray it really good and you'll see it good results at the end of the year Here's another question from a listener who says uh, they love the beautiful iris plants and they've had some good success with them in the past, uh, but they're looking a little crowded right now. What can they do? That's a great question because that happens because it's the rhizomes of the irises will spread quickly, but you want to wait until August to split those off. Um, So be patient. Yeah, be patient. You're probably going to have one more season where they're all kind of bunched up, but they say when they start dying back. Yeah, you wait till the the blooms go off and they die back some, and you can split those irises up and take them and replant them, and you'll have a whole new section of of beautiful flowers. We have a whole group out in front of our house that uh, I split from time to time in late August or whatever, but it should... uh, be something it's sort of exciting but i'd lay off this spring and wait until fall before you split them up irises are very sturdy too i i got some some um, rhizomes from a friend and i kind of actually forgot about them i kind of threw them back behind the house a little bit and i'm like oh whoops there they are several months later and decided to plant them and they still just produce beautiful blooms the next year so um you know, you don't have to be super yeah, careful a, about an iris. They'll come back. I have a yellow lab that loves to roll and dance <laughs> in the irises, and they'll come back every year no matter what, how much rolling he does on them. <laughs> now, this is our state flower. Correct. So it wouldn't be the state flower if it was a, a you know, delicate there plant. There you go. That That's right. We're, st- we're sturdy Tennesseans, right? That's right. And, and, and irises do well. So if you just – we have so many people who moved here from somewhere else and they want to try something that they enjoyed where they came from, and that doesn't always work. Uh, so the iris is pretty safe bet. Yes, and there's so many beautiful varieties. Oh, yeah. I went to an iris show. You went too, oh, Deb, yes, didn't you? Oh, yes, beautiful. And, I mean, it's just, it, it's just mind-blowing, the diversity and just... Um, they'll and the people there are very knowledgeable they're in the iris society um and they'll tell you you know where to plant them the best or whatever um to to, to spread them out and and so you you really can't fail with an iris you're going to put it there and it's going to spread and grow and no matter what you do dogs um <laughs> kids anything it'll come back yeah. do you know whether the iris 
group has a regular meeting? I mean, because that's that's an organization, especially if you're new to town mm -hmm. and you love gardening, you could get into that. Definitely, group. I would probably refer them to maybe the Irish Society of Rutherford County or just a website. Um, you could go through. Um, I've been to those. They, they had one at the Girls and Boys Club they that did, show. Yeah. Do you remember the? I, I can't when, remember. I'm sure if you looked to, it up on the you know, on the yeah, web what or whatever. Month of the year that was. I have a good friend that I uh, play golf with, and he's sort of rough and tumble guy. But we were at the Irish show last year, and he was there displaying his irises, and I thought that is really cool. And he had uh, he'd been doing it since in high school. He had a friend, if, well, a teacher that told him about irises he got interested in 40 45 years later he's still doing it and doing some wonderful plants and like you mentioned a variety of colors oh it's unbelievable so and then uh, if you're involved in the iris club they have swaps it uh, seems do. like in the early summer and things of that sort yeah so. you can buy some of the bulbs and uh, take them home and plant them there so mm -hmm. it's it's a good thing so, so if you look more. at the Iris Society, Middle Tennessee Iris Society, um, there's one out of Ellington Agricultural Center, and then there is a local one as well. So, but that's probably where to start. Okay, very good. So, and that sort of goes along with the importance of taking a soil test. Uh, this is a good time for that. Uh, what do you need to do to take a soil test? They actually have the kits. They out. do. It's a, a brown cardboard box that you can get from the... Uh, ag, from, from our ag from, extension office out right. near um, the Agricultural Center um, out on John Rice Boulevard out that way. So if you go out there, they'll have them for you, the actual kits, and it has instructions. They want you to get samples from different parts of your yard and put it into the box, and then you will... Um, it'll be mailed off to the actual soil science people that do the analy analyzing of that soil. You were talking earlier about what do we need to do now, mm -hmm. uh, not only the dormant spray and cleaning up limbs and whatever, it'd be a great time to do soil samples. And again, we can get those over at the Langan Agricultural Center. And uh, you can fill that out, send it in. And I don't believe there's a charge at all, is it? There is a little bit. I think maybe it's less than ten dollars. So I okay. believe we should have probably asked Rachel that. That's our extension agent. But it's not very. It's not very much. But it's valuable information to know what you might need to amend your soil or where, where um, you know you need to to add to and and. Yeah, know if you're doing to... a garden or something like mm -hmm. that, or even the whole lawn, it'll tell you what you need to add and what you're lacking in or what you may have too much of. So it's a it's a good thing. And again, you can get it over the Lang Agricultural Center. Yeah, because you don't want to be frustrated. You know, oh, you want to go right. out there and, and you're just like, what's wrong with my soil? You want to know <laughs> from the get-go. Now, here's a text from a listener who's asking, uh, what does the soil test tell you and how good, how long is it good for? Mm, those are good questions. It is. Those are, uh, they'll tell you exactly what uh, what is in your soil, what composition of your soil. So you'll know if yeah, you want to grow. Yeah, if it's clay or, 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 you know, loam or whatever it'll tell you what composition it is and then they'll tell you if you're lacking in some minerals or, or nitrogen nitrogen or, or, you know, phosphorus like or whatever and uh, it, it gives you a pretty good rundown so if you need uh, if you find out something's lacking you can certainly go and pick that up and add it to your soil it's good for not only your lawn but also good for your gardens also and no. he said or actually asked how long it's good for yeah, as well and I, I don't think your soil changes that no quickly. It, it would last a few years anyway uh, unless you you're adding something adding to a it. whole bunch to it 
Okay, um, and when you have a garden, I know farmers put in crops to keep the soil uh, fresh and everything so it doesn't rotate mm -hmm. yeah what what should people should they do anything at home in their garden at home definitely and i know tomatoes are one of those one of those items where you want to rotate around to different spots because it takes a lot of nutrients out of the soil where your tomatoes are um, so this is a, another good thing to be doing right now is planning and think about what what worked last year what didn't or if you didn't try a you know something last year you want to try this year where am I going to put this uh, that's a good like you said talking about the soil um, and you want to rotate you don't want to keep the same same thing the same place every year because that just robs the the nutrients out of the soil so just making sure you're planning and um, this is again a great time to do that um, when we're trapped inside a lot of times they say too this is a great time to look at seed catalogs and and all those pretty magazines where you, right. you know and we just went to the um the garden show last week um dad and i and my mom and we listened in on um you know a lady that talks about how she planned and it takes you know it takes years and years sometimes i think she'd been using working on it for over 40 years yes, but it's absolutely garden. beautiful place and she uh showed how she did it in steps you know mm -hmm. she'll do this part and then the next year she'll do another part and finally it just became a magnificent garden and all sorts of amenities in it it was beautiful beautiful talk really it was good so, sometimes it takes a while it takes <laughs> a while to get things together right yes yes our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause, check on the traffic and weather. We will be right back. Lawn and Gardens, that's our topic today. We're loud. We're proud. We're blue. WGNS AM and FM, your home for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come in and do business with my family. As the weather gets worse and we spend more time indoors, give your pets additional enrichment. Here at Animal City, we carry a variety of toys and entertainment for pets of most kinds. When you stop in to see us at Animal City, make sure to explore all two stories of our wonderful pets and pet supplies. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street, online at tireworld.us. Let's head over to the Murfreesboro City Schools now. Lisa Trail is joining us. And Lisa, I understand that uh, the storm is bringing some surprises today. It certainly is, Bart. We have been watching the storm and the weather for 24 hours now, and we never know when it's going to change, but it looks like it's not going to change, and so we are dismissing three hours early today. Uh, this aligns with also what Rutherford County Schools is doing. Um, it will let us uh, get our children home and off the buses before the major storms hit. 
At least that is the hope and the plan. And the storms are forecast to arrive around 6 tonight, so you're closing uh, schools three hours early, I understand. The storms are, are they're saying they're being before 6. Before so 6, we're okay. Yeah, we're trying to make sure that those strong winds and our buses do not coincide. Very good. Uh, again, decisions like this are made based on buses. Uh, we know that cars might be okay, but when you have a very, very large bus on the road and you have straight line winds, they just don't work together well. That's true. So it is one of those things where we try to let our parents know early. I uh, know it's a very big inconvenience. It's, a, it's definitely a change in plans for all of our staff as well, but our plan is to dismiss three hours early. Now, what would that make it about noon you would close today for most schools? Um, our buses, uh, I mean, our bell times are 7.30 and 8.30. Uh, we do have one, um, which means that their dismissal times are 2.30 and 3.30. So it will bring them up. And that's the reason I always say three hours early, because if you're a 3.30 school, that means 12.30. If you're a 2.30 school, then that means 11.30. Okay, so yeah, not so. too long from now. Yes, but we are. Uh, we've already fed our children. We are preparing lunch for them, so they will have breakfast and lunch before they leave. They are in class and um, going about uh, normal activities right now. We have several ch children competing today in the invention convention, so that's still happening. Uh, we, they will be coming back from MTSU earlier than expected, uh, which I know is a big disappointment from, for them, but they are able to still compete. And uh, so there's lots of moving parts. Again, you know, we don't make decisions like this easily, uh, but it sometimes we just have to make uh, based on the knowledge we're we're gaining from what who's you know emergency medical folks and everyone else not emergency medical but emergency uh, weather national <laughs> Those weather guys. service. I'm sorry, can you tell I've been up and talking all morning? That's right. <laughs> so uh, be prepared for your youngsters to come home three hours early uh, if you pick them up at school plan on being there three hours early right if they are part of our esp program esp will stay open until 6 p.m so right. they will just transition from a normal school day on over to esp very good lisa thank you for joining us this morning you, you are so welcome bart have a great day lisa trail from the murfreesboro city schools so city and county both opening or rather closing three hours early. Let's check that weather forecast. A wind advisory is in effect here for the forecast area. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with cloudy skies, a high into the mid-70s. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 57. Thank you, Jennifer. Let us continue now. Our conversation continues. We're learning about lawns and gardens, and it's something to be thinking about early. Uh, this is the time of the year that uh, it's, it's good to do some pre-planning on your garden. It's also a good time, as uh, Bill had said a moment ago, to do some uh, pruning. Uh, that's, that's a good thing to do. And uh, Beth is out here ready to uh, actually go out and do some work in the garden, I think. <laughs> but you've already started seeing... Uh, uh, what, what is it people are seeing more of out already popping up out there? The daffodils? Yeah, the daffodils. Buttercups. Some people call them buttercups, right? So, and yeah. that's what you, is that what's on uh, the road to Bellbuckle, famous for? Yes, yes. Uh, beautiful. beautiful yes, yes. That. And it's, it, you know, it sometimes follows an old homestead or, <clears throat> excuse me, somewhere 
where a house has been in the past or something so you can kind of tell the old yeah. old history of a place by the buttercups. Beth Binkley and Bill Nash, both master gardeners, are with us today, and they just happen to be uh, father and daughter. So uh, I know this is a proud moment for you. <laughs> it is. I've, I was a dentist for a number of years, 40-some-odd years, and uh, was very active and uh, retired a few years ago. And I think Beth and my wife, Trish, decided that I need to stay active. So... <laughs> Basically, we signed up to do the Master Gardener program, which was excellent, by the way. Also, we signed up to do a Kansas City barbecue thing where we became Kansas City barbecue judges. So uh, That's a rough job. Right? Yeah, you have to go <laughs> We're eat. trying to keep him busy, trying to keep him busy. So you have to go eat barbecue in the afternoon. It's pretty good. <laughs> so between that, Master Gardener's barbecue and uh, golf and uh fishing and duck hunting and ymca <laughs> and running half marathons pretty active yeah. that, that keeps you young though that's right our phone number is 615-893-1450 if you have any questions on lawns and gardens that's the number you can call to talk or text either one talk or text here's another text from a listener you know why you can't plant onions and potatoes together you know, uh, because the onions burn the eyes of the potatoes <laughs> and they can't see to grow. Very <laughs> nice. Morning humor. <laughs> we have a, a neat audience. Yes, love it. Love it, love it. Great ideas here. 615-893-1450. If you have a thought you'd like to share, give us a call. And 615-893-1450. And, and sort of about, yes, the, I'm sorry about the uh, Master Gardener program that it is it's become it's almost like a family too because you everyone in there is just just so sweet and and checks up on everybody especially during you know the past couple of years when we haven't been able to meet as much um had a group of people always calling and checking in and um we were able to still get together somewhat outside you know distancing yeah. from each other still those weeds still grow they don't know it's the pandemic going on right so we got to get out there and weed um out there at the ag center so it's just it's a great organization i can't say enough good things about it um and it may look a little daunting that it's a you know a 30-hour course and it's uh, for several months three or four months but it really goes by fast you learn a ton of things um, you you come home with a huge notebook full of knowledge information um, but you really i mean it's it's a life lifelong learning it's not something you just walk away that day and know everything there is to know because there's ongoing continuing ed programs we go to different gardens all over the state that's right they yeah. they give us so many opportunities to continuing education you know that i was talking about not getting stale and sitting in the recliner you have all sorts of things that will keep your mind working keep your uh interest going and basically master gardeners are, is a very good thing we're going to give you a little information about how to get in touch yeah, with them yeah, sure and uh, go from there if anyone's listening that would like to be a master gardener there's a um just a real simple application that is on the rutherford county master gardener website and you can find that at mastergardeners-rc.org and those um, applications come up usually late fall october november with the deadline in december and then you get notified that you're in the intern class they call it that usually starts in um, early february and then you graduate in may right i think they take about 20 to 25 people each time i believe yes and um it's a it's a 
it's a time where you come once a week. Usually, now they alternate either it's a Tuesday during the day or during the night. We we did it when it was at night. Right. Um, and you really get to know those people in your class because you're you're meeting again every week, and then you have some other you know leisure activities that you do outside. That we went kayaking together as a group one oh, time. You know, so just that was a great thing on mm-hmm. Percy Priest Lake. Mm-hmm. We uh, took the cla- We went with the class, got kayaks, identified a number of. Uh, plants and trees along the lake which is very interesting and spent about four and a half five hours out there and it, it was sort of good to see the shore again after paddling that long <laughs> so it's fun a little bit of exercise too so, so, it, so you have ongoing uh, updates uh, after you go through this program absolutely oh, yeah. and then one of our being here this morning is one of the things you can um you, they want you getting out in the community volunteering in some ways when you're that intern time you're to volunteer a total of 40 hours and that could be weeding the garden that could be going and speaking to groups that could be just a variety of things and then after you become a master gardener you have a 20 hour um volunteer threshold that you need to meet every year and really that's it you get that quickly because you're you're out like i said in the gardens and talking and we're here talking to you so yeah. we're, we're <laughs> thank fulfilling you. you're, you're some helping of our us yes, thank you you're helping us now and, one of the things uh, the farmer's market which mm-hmm. comes around in exactly. may uh you're there for all of those yes. farmers markets answering mm-hmm. questions that people may have about planting and, and growing and everything else so yes that's another opportunity to get uh, some credits mm-hmm. and that's a great time to just talk to people you can just see you know their eyes light up when they ask a question about um, you know something that you're able to if you don't know you can find out for them but it's a great conversation to have with people that come up to the master garden ask a master gardener table is where it is mm-hmm. um, and and sometimes that's where you get more information about being a master gardener. We, I've heard other master gardeners say that's where they first learned about the program, and that's where they got connected, and they were able to to find out to become one themselves. So, and it's a national program. We have we've had people transplant from Texas and from other states that were master gardeners there, and then they can come here and transfer their membership. So, we have another question here from a listener, and they say that they have always enjoyed planting tomatoes. They love eating the tomatoes. But they said they remembered back 20 or so years ago, there seemed to be a lot of competition on the different types of tomatoes that were created, mm-hmm. from jet stars to square tomatoes to wow. whatever. Antique tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Heirloom, yes. And they're, Heirloom. they're not seeing that anymore. Uh, what's, what's happening? Is there no unique tomato being uh, offered this year? I still, I tried a different variety last year. There was a couple of new varieties came through. Um, maybe people just decide after a while they just like the good old ones they you know they yeah. know but I, mean, I still think there are new varieties out there there was a chardonnay one that i tried this year it didn't do very well where i planted it um so i, I do think there are some maybe maybe not as many as there were at one time but um maybe people just go back to what they know and love and, and don't they're not as adventurous as they once were i don't know what do you think dad i think that um any tomato fresh off the vine <laughs> is is good. Yes. There's a man after my own heart. I love tomatoes. Six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. You had a list of some things that are coming yes. up. Yes, thank you, Bart. Um we have a great relationship with the Lineball Library System and our master gardeners are there just about every month. Um, last year, we weren't able to be in person, so we did a series of podcasts, and that's available on their website. If you go to um, the library website, you scroll down to Master Gardener 
um, podcast series. You can listen to all those that were recorded last year. But if you want to ha have something in person, um, we have starting March 5th, um, it'll be Dad and I again. That's we right. get to, we get to do <laughs> we get to go to the library and talk about um, just garden placement and planning. So we're going to be planning and prepping for our beginner gardener. So this is for someone that just just getting started. So we're going to be real basic about you know the amount of sun that's required yeah, and, and water. again the uh, the supplements to the soil itself mm -hmm. that things like that be even we even get down to where the sun shines from the east to west and mm -hmm. which way to position your garden about that so it's all an interesting thing and we'll be talking about that what's the date of that that's march 5th it's march a saturday 5th. morning Love at ball. 9 a.m it's usually up in the community room of the library and then the first um saturday of the following month april 2nd there's going to be another um another program preparing your plot so again what you're talking about drainage additives um, amendments, things like that. And then the following month, uh, the first Saturday in May, or it might be, yes, is growing flowers and supporting pollinators. So every month, just get on that um, Rutherford County uh, Lineball Library System website, and it'll give you all the, the, the programming and the schedule for what's what they're going to be talking about and they're always on a saturday morning at nine so you're out by 10 um and of course you could go to the farmer's market after yeah, that right true. when it opens up um and then there's also a garden basics class that starts um in march and that's something for uh it's going to be it's I don't want to say it's kind of like Master Gardener light, but it is. Right. It's kind of gets your feet wet if you want to become a Master Gardener. You don't have the homework to do. That's right, <laughs> and it's it's only for five weeks, um, and they that will be starting in March on Thursday evenings from six to eight p.m. Um, that's at the Lane Agricultural mm -hmm. Center. Lots of things. That's such a great facility over it's there. It's beautiful. Yes, and they you know that that's a model mm -hmm. for a lot of different. Um, you know, agri agricultural centers around the country. They come and see ours to say, hey, this is what ours should look like. So we should be very proud of that. We found out that uh, the Lane property is probably the most uh, rich and deepest soil in the oh, whole, really? whole city. So it's a great place to try. It was a farm. It before. was a farm, and yeah. it's got great soil on it. And so I guess that's why the, uh, the grape uh, area over there. Yes, is so uh, we we harvested how many two thousand pounds of grapes. Of two thousand pounds of grapes last year, and uh, MTSU has a program for uh, what do they call fermentation it? program? They come and they'll yeah. crush your grapes. They for bring you all and the professional juice. equipment out, and they will destem the grapes. They will crush them, and they will give you gallon jugs of juice that you can make jams and jellies or wine. <laughs> we <laughs> you gotta have patience for that. Yeah, so it's a good thing. So that's one of the things that happen at the end of the season when the grapes are being picked. And now that usually we, happens in August, is yeah. the okay August. Okay, mm -hmm. so listen for that and be out there uh, and get some free grape juice. Is it true if you eat something right off the vine uh, and make grape juice right off the vine? Is it a whole lot fresher? Does mm, it taste oh, different? The sugars mm -hmm. and everything are mm -hmm. so so fresh. It's really good. We use uh, we grow Norton grapes out there. Norton grapes are smaller grapes, and they have a lot of seeds in them, but they're ideal for juice. So we we juice everything up with the uh, Nortons, mm -hmm. and uh, not they're not really good for eating, but uh, they they do taste pretty good. They were out there last Saturday pruning the vineyard. That's a big so job. It, yeah, oh, okay. so that's our master gardeners will do that several times before 
you know the the, the growing season so and it's just it was so prolific last year oh, and the cup, last couple of years have been really a great harvest of grapes out there it's unbelievable how much you cut away from a grapevine you'll think that it's just yeah, the, like, no. the, the stem there you know and, and it's all the runners and everything cut off of it but sure enough when spring comes well, it just blossoms it's beautiful i remember my grandparents and and great grandparents and and other older relatives had grape arbors in their backyard exactly. uh do people still do that now and and do they can you get some grapes to grow in that small area yes i have uh, a grape arbor at my house matter of fact and it's doing well so out there well we have like 120 160 different uh, vines mm-hmm. at, at Lane Agricultural Center, and they produce, like I said, two to three thousand pounds of, of grapes. That's a, a lot of grapes. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful. <laughs> it's a thing. lot of picking. We need lots of help, <laughs> yeah. so everyone come out and pick their own grapes. Yes. Tell you what, let's do. Let's pause for just a moment. When we come back, we're going to talk a little more. We've gotten some questions about uh, what do you do if you live in an apartment complex mm. and you don't have a space for a garden? Is there a way to garden? We'll touch on that. Money issues? There's someone local you can talk to. Financial Coaching Radio with certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands, and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner, and we salute our veterans. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military, here is today's salute to veterans. Norm Alzir, he's a World War II vet. In this salute, we talked to a World War II veteran. When you went into the war, at what stage? Was it the beginning, the middle, close to the end? Well, it was close to the beginning, December 7th. How many were on your crew? Six gunners and four officers. Did you ever keep count of how many you shot down? Well, yeah, I shot down three. How old were you when you went in? 19. 19 years old. And what was your parents' opinion of the time? Well, my parents were dead a long time. I was an orphan. Being the young man you were, what kept you going? What was the driving force inside of Norm? I don't know if I could really answer that. You had a job to do, and you had to do it. That's about it, you know. Uh, you just didn't worry about it. You just no, did it. You did it. That's right. And uh, whenever you got back from a mission, you kissed the ground and glad you're alive. Well, Norm, I look back and think, how would your relatives hear from you? They called a V-mail. If you wanted to write a letter home, they call it a V-mail. A V-mail instead of an email, huh? Yeah. You wrote your letter, then an officer would take it, and he'd go over it. If he thought there was stuff in there that shouldn't be said, he would cut it out. And sometimes your letter would get home, and we'd be nothing but holes. This has been a Salute to Veterans on WGNS Radio. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come see us for all your pet and your feathered friend needs. We also have a great gift department with wonderful great gift ideas. And always we have what you need for the farm or the garden. And in our clothing department, we have our Carhartt clothing line. And for ladies, we have our MG Carhartt. And we also have our wonderful muck boots. 
The Co-op Farm and Home Center is at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. WGNS talks about all things local. It's Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Welcome back and happy birthday to Marsha Logue. Marsha is our Slick Pig birthday winner today. Marsha Logue, happy birthday. Our good neighbor of the day is Eddie Smotherman, a friend you can always count on. Eddie Smotherman, our good neighbor of the day. And Eddie will receive flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Want to remind you, the Murfreesboro City Schools and Rutherford County Schools are both closing three hours early today. That's for the storm that's coming in this afternoon. So uh, city and county schools both closing three hours early today. That means, depending on what time the kids get out, uh, you'll probably see them coming home around 11.30, 12.30, that general time frame. If you pick them up, you still need to do that, but pick them up three hours early. When we were talking with Lisa Trail earlier, she said that the uh, ESP program, the extended school program, will continue until 6 o'clock, but classes will be out. School buses will be running three hours early as well. We're talking lawns and gardens this morning. Beth Binkley and Bill Nash, daughter and father with us. They are master gardeners. And as we left, we asked uh, from a listener about what happens if you're living in an apartment or in a condo and don't have a place to put a garden? What can you do? No fear. You can put it in a container. Container right? gardening. <laughs> it's the thing to do. I have a problem at my house with deer. And I've tried to plant uh, a large garden out behind the house. And even with all the, the deterrents and everything I've put up, the deer still get in there. So I've I've sort of uh, reverted back to do container gardening, and I have some large pots that I can uh, put in a protected place, grow my tomatoes. I had some Brussels sprouts in there, had uh, all sorts of cauliflower and everything else, and it worked well. So someone in an apartment would probably be well uh, done if he could uh, just container garden works great especially for herbs too mint will take over your yard so you want to make sure you put that in a container um and i've done that too even with even if you have space you still want to utilize those containers and then a few years back um we tried uh, straw bale gardening which is basically just a straw bale that you turn on its side and you let it weather outside for a few weeks and then you plant right into that straw bale um, and it it decomposes on the inside and you can grow just about anything in a straw bale and that doesn't require any land for you know you may want to put it in something if you're in an apartment you may want to put the straw bale in sort of a a larger container or something you could put it even um, in an old watering trough or something but you can grow anything you want just right there and it's all contained and it um, 
you know, it's a great way to just get Beth, a little, little piece uh, has of gardening. a commitment to uh, Greenhouse Ministries in the last several years. She's done straw, bear, straw bale gardening for them. And the gardens that she's produced has been really prolific. It's been really, really nice nice contribution. You get to control the water intake and all that. So it's, just, it's, a, it's a nice way to, to control a little bit more than maybe sometimes in the ground um, to, to use a straw bale or any kind of container. Or raised so you could actually grow tomatoes and stuff. Definitely, everything, yes. Yeah. yeah, everything we did in the, right there Strawberries, in the straw bale. Strawberries, whatever. And they, the, the bale stays together? It, it does. You want to keep it, you know, baled together with the, the string that comes with it. You just turn it on its side. Um, there's a whole, there's a gentleman out of uh, Minnesota that kind of came up with the idea. So a, um, a friend of mine just told me about his book, and I got his book and followed it to the letter, and it worked worked beautifully. And we started out with a, like 30 straw, straw bales at first and kind of scaled back from there sometimes because we went into the ground a little bit more. But that'd be perfect for someone in a, you know, in a situation where they don't have much room yeah, or even soil. Yeah, like you that. could do it up on the second floor apartment building. So um, you don't have weeds or things of that sort in the bale? Not as many. There would be some, especially if there's some seed, some weed seed in the in the straw bale, but no, not as not as much as you would in the ground. She set up a uh, watering system where it was a t- on a timer and had little, uh, little, what do you call the little small? Uh, the little drip hose. Drip hoses. Yeah, so it, it waters it from, from the root. That's kind of... Uh, ideal to water your plants from the root instead of overhead because sometimes that'll you know evaporate or it'll cause disease if it comes from overhead all the time so yeah we worked out perfectly so people at the greenhouse ministries were really uh, (laughs) grateful for all those vegetables in the back of their building so working uh from the root watering from the root is better than just sprinkling above much better definitely uh, and you mentioned that it reduces uh, disease. Sometimes, if there's a if there's a disease and you know that is on the top part of your plant, it'll just you know spread it to the to the other parts of the plant. So watering from the root is always the best. Okay, uh, we have about a minute and a half left. In the final minute and a half, uh, any other items that we have neglected to touch on that we really need to get out? <laughs> Well, there's just I, I would just really encourage everyone to go to the uh, UT Extension or the um, the Master Gardener website for all the programs they have. Um, there's something really cool they're starting up called a Tennessee Smart Yard. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's going to be really encompassing. Um, everything about your yard and you can become a certified smart yard as part of this program if you follow all nine steps that they outline um and really just bringing awareness to that that um you know there are certain steps you should take to 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 become uh, more environmentally friendly in your yard Mm -hmm. and uh, just to take care of the earth because it takes care of us right sure and i always want to you know just remember that planting a garden or planting a seed is just believing in the future right so you you it's just a it's it's a wonderful thing to do encourage everyone to get out and and get their fingers in the dirt and the motto or slogan of the middle tennessee master gardeners is to help tennessee grow a better community grow a better community so it's a it's a good slogan Oh, very mm-hmm. definitely. And that's something everybody wants to do. Thank you both for joining that's us. wonderful. Thank you, Bart. This has been fun. A father and daughter. Uh, <laughs> you can't beat that. Uh, we've been visiting this morning with Master Gardeners Beth Binkley and Bill Nash, both Master Gardeners with the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Stay with us. Much more to come. Truman is right after the news here on your Good Neighbor Station. See you tomorrow. Hey, have a good day. Don't forget, Rutherford County Schools and Murfreesboro City Schools both closing 
three hours early today. City and county schools both closing three hours early today. We'll have some updates throughout the morning on that explosion that occurred last night a little before 10 o'clock on the Old Salem Road uh, right there at the railroad tracks. Uh, a little before 10 o'clock, people heard it from as far away as 10 miles. We'll have more on that. Stay tuned to News Radio WGNS.